Okay, so yeah, chin check this week, people. We just had hey, it's the last couple of things of the year. We got UFC Fight Night, uh, Busan, where we had Frankie Edgar against the Korean Zombie, and then there was Glory, the rematch, Rico Verhoeven against Badahari. Um, yeah. Crazy match, just kind of like the first one, but uh, yeah, let's get to it. All right, boom. Okay, so the last UFC card of the year, um, yeah, now that's done. So, um, yeah, it was uh, in Busan, uh, South Korea, and um. Originally, it was meant to be um, Brian Ortega against the Korean Zombie, but Ortega blew out his ACL. So uh, Frankie Edgar stepped in on um, short notice. So it's just like, oh, how is this going to? Uh, how's this going to turn out? You know, Frankie was meant to be cut in to uh, flyweight. So it's just like, oh, is it? You know what I mean? So, Zombie's gonna be the bigger, significantly the bigger guy. What's gonna happen? Uh, Brian Fitzgerald and Dan Hardy were commentating. Joe Martinez was the ring announcer. And, uh, yeah, so we... It was quite, um, you know, 13-fight card. So, yeah, you know, quite a big card. Uh, and we started off with Ryan Benoit against Heli Alteneg. Um Yeah, or Alteneg Heli. I think it's Alteneg Heli. Yeah, it's just, yeah, the names are, um, names are difficult. I, I, I can't deny. Uh, but yes, that was our, um, our first fight at Bantamweight. And, um, yeah, in the first round, you know, he- like, Heli was s- definitely the bigger guy in there. And um, he was he was using his jab well. You know, Benoit was pushing forward. Um, and he was, you know, I think he was using, um, like... He's uh, he's jabbed to great effect and and his speed, you know, he was um, landing some good body shots, which was, uh, yeah, so that seemed to be going okay. But Heli, you know, he had like big power, you know. Uh, which was was the difference. So you noticed when Heli hit more than when Benoit was um, <clears throat> at the end of the round as well. Heli um, looked to have stunned Benoit with a uh, with a right hook. So second round, um, and Heli was you know he came out throwing hard. You know, he's still throwing hard, um, putting that jab out there. And he he was starting to um, utilize the uppercut as well. And a back kick. 
So it was just like, okay, you know, how much longer could this fight go on? Um, but Benoit was still landing, you know, he, he was still landing with his own kicks and he, he was utilizing uh, a few con, uh, a few combos, you know, so he'd land a kick, then he'd throw a combo and that seemed to be working quite well for him. Um, yeah, but I think as the round went on, Heli, I think Heli seemed to be, you know, coming on more. He, yeah, he really seemed to be coming on more and, um, he, he rocked Benoit at the end again, um, and yeah, just kind of chased him but the you know the round ended so you know Benoit escaped third round and um yeah Heli you know I think he um he was able to get a quick takedown so he you know he was trying to improve his position but yeah I wasn't really doing a lot with it um he then, you know, Benoit gets up, but Heli then got another takedown. On the feet, though, it was back and forth. Yeah, you know, it, it was getting kind of crazy. Um, yeah, and and that was kind of it, really. You know, I think the, the it it ended with. Um, you know, Benoit managed, I think he managed to get, like, a takedown towards the end, and he, and he was throwing some hammer fists and everything like that, but it was just, wasn't enough, you know, wasn't, wasn't really enough time to do anything else, so, yeah, that, that was pretty much it, we then had Amanda Lemos against Miranda Granger, um, and that was at flyweight, and yeah, whoo, oh my days, so with this one, I think, you know, they, they both, I think like they both hit the ground early, you know, so Lemos, um, she was getting you know, a, a, a nice takedown, she got a nice takedown, and she was trying to improve her position, landing shots, but Granger was, you know, she was holding her own for a while, until Lemos, you know, she got a choke, um, when, um, they, you know, up against the fence, and as soon as, um, yeah, as soon as that happened, whew, you know, she she was able to, um, yeah, get a get a rear naked. It was weird though because it wasn't a typical rear naked choke. You know, she she was kind of off to the side, so you'd think it, you know, a, a kind of arm triangle would be the more you know, likely thing to pull off a submission in that position, 
You know, but she didn't have hooks in. Yeah, it was just a weird angle and everything like that. But, man, Granger, she just had to tap. She couldn't, you know, she couldn't... Um, well, no, she didn't actually tap. She went out. Dang, that was the crazy thing about it. Because you're just thinking, from where Lemos was... Like, she, she's not going to be able to get that real hard twerk on it. But, nope. She she did. And, uh, yeah, choked Granger out. So, man, that was a, a really good performance for Amanda Lemos. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who, um, who she gets uh, put up against next. Okay, so next up, we went to the bantamweight division, and we had Saeed Numamega, Nurm Ameg Amedov against Rayoni Barcelos, and um, yeah, so I I think with um. With this, you know, with the famous surname, I think a lot of people thought Saeed was, um, yeah, just going to run away with this. But he's not actually, I don't really think he's, like, family to Khabib. Um, and he's got a completely different style as well, uh, which made it interesting. So, in the first round, we had Barcelos. Yo, he was pushing forward. Um, and, yeah, it, it's like he, he really wanted to um, stifle Negomedov, you know. Because he, he was throwing a lot of spinning attacks. So, Barcelos was, you know... Getting close, land, and just take that range away from um, Saeed. You know, because, yeah, he was just throwing a lot of spinning stuff. But he, he did utilise a good stiff jab, though. Which seemed to be working well for him. Um, second round, like... Barcelos was throwing some good leg kicks And yeah they seemed to be damaging Saeed's legs Which yeah obviously that's the game plan right If someone's throwing a lot of spinning stuff at you You want to slow them down You want to you know keep them in front of you So yeah leg kicks are always a good way to go Um yeah, there were some good exchanges on the feet. And um, Barcelona, he was going for a takedowns. But, yeah, wasn't able to um, get any. But he he jumped onto um, Side's back. Yeah, he jumped onto the back, not re- not able to get in a rear naked or anything like that. And so you kind of want, because, yeah, it was a bit like, yo, you're going to tire out your legs. It wasn't, I think he, he, he held the position 
probably a bit too long than was wise. I'd have thought. Um, so yeah, you it was like, what's gonna happen in the third now? You know, is Barcelos going to be tired from you know? Did he wear out his legs? Like, how is this gonna work? But um, yeah, third round was scrappy. Was definitely a scrappy round. You know, so both were trying to make a statement. Um, and at one point, they were exchanging elbows. You know, they were up against the fence, just, yeah, just trading elbows, which was crazy, especially no one went down. And you're just thinking, God damn it, how long can you do this shit for? But I, I think Barcelona's he um yeah he got a takedown towards the end and um yeah was able to control it on the ground as well. So which was a bit surprising because you'd think Said with you know the training partners he has and everything like that that he he would have had I think Better skills for the get up, but yeah, he he was struggling. So um, yeah, it was a a good win for Rayoni Abasaleos. Um, so next up was a um a flyweight fight, and we had Matt Schnell against Andrea and Ale- Alexandra Pantojea. Um. Yeah, and so it was just like, okay, so this looked like it could be an interesting one. They were both on the uh, season of the Ultimate Fighter, so they knew each other. Um, they knew each other's styles and all of that. So, yeah, it was just like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen here? Um, and, man... Oh, like it was just a firefight, yo! It was it was insane. They both came out just man looking to throw down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So like, both were rocked. It like, and this is just the first round, early first round. Yeah, they were just throwing bombs at each other, and they both rocked each other, um, probably a couple of times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which was just, whoa, <laughs> man. And um, yeah, Pan um, Pantajea, he got. I think it's, it's like where it kind of turned was um, I think Pantajea got you know a good shot on Schnell and so Schnell decided to pull guard which you know probably wasn't the best thing to do um, you know because then Pantajea was able to land some shots on him but, you know, I mean, they got back to the feet and um, Schnell was moving forward. You know, it's like, I think he wanted to get something back. 
because he realised that that last sequence didn't work out so well for him. So he's pushing forward with a flurry. But, yeah, Pantajea just, he ducked and um, came back with a big overhand right that just put Schnell out. It was just, whew, was crazy. But you're kind of thinking this is the only way that was going to go. Because they were just going after each other. It was yeah, crazy stuff, man. It was crazy stuff, but a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. Um. So, yeah, I, I think we're just going to go straight to the last fight on the prelims, um, which was Tana Bosa against Cyril Gan, uh, and this was at heavyweight. So, what was just interesting about this was, there was so much movement. You know what I mean? So much movement in the first round. They, you wouldn't have thought they were heavyweights. You know what I mean? They were just like, yeah, just really just bouncing around the octagon. It was more like a, a bantamweight fight. And, um, yeah, throwing a lot of leg kicks. Like, Bozer, you know, he was trying to feint and land combos. Where um, Gaines, you know, he just wanted to... He was trying to just load up and land just those hammer blows, really. Like, no one really... I no, Yeah, no one really committed with anything clean. Yo, so some big shots were thrown. There was a few glancing stuff. It was mainly the leg kicks that were doing the damage. There was no real... Clean like headshots or anything like that landed. I mean, the second round gains, you know, he was he definitely had a better time connecting, and yeah, it looked to have, um, yeah, just started to kind of stun bows a couple of times so. Yeah, Bo Bose, you know, he was lunging in a lot, trying to trying to land. You know, but he wasn't really connecting. He was doing a really good job though at avoiding a lot of the stuff Gaines was throwing at him. You know? So yeah, there there was that, but it was just it looked like this fight is only going one way, you know, like, it just seems that Boza is just trying to survive in there, and Gaines, you know, it, it feels like it's a matter of time, you know, he's just stalking his prey, but yeah, like, I don't know, third round, and Gaines, like, he definitely found his rhythm, in there, and was, I don't know, like, breaking Bozier down, but, I don't know, like, Gaines didn't 
seem to be able to, I think, change his plan. You know, he, he just had one way of doing this fight. And because you kind of feel he he should have taken Bozer out. Because he was clearly winning the fight. He was clearly, like, the, the stronger guy in there, the more technical guy. But, yeah, he just didn't seem to be able to go, okay, what I'm doing isn't, like, it's kind of working, but, you know, I could be having a better a better effect in there. But, yeah, he wasn't able to really change things up. Bozit, you know, have to give him a lot of props, though. Because, you know, he was still trying. He was still trying. He just didn't have the tools for the job. You know? But, yeah, what can you do, right? So, another win for um, Gaines. Be interesting, for sure, to see what what happens with him. And especially with, um, you know, France. I believe France is going to be allowing MMA, MMA even, um, in the country next year, so it could, could have some possible UFC events, and, uh, yeah, Gain could be that poster child, you know, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but, yeah, now, it's time to move on to the main card, okay, so, main card, the first fight is at Bantamweight, and we have Pingyang Lu against Ko Ho Kang, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's the pronunciations, uh, so, um, Lu, you know, Lu comes out in the first round looking for an opening, uh, while Ho Kang is Focused and like he's timing his entry um, and lands a really nice takedown. He stays on top the rest of the round. Um, Lou, you know, he gets up momentarily, but like pretty much straight away, he's taken down again. Um, Ho Kang, he couldn't really do anything. Um, and Lou was was landing the most from the bottom position, you know, so, yeah, it, you know, obviously, when something like that happens, usually the guy on top gets the round, but, yeah, Lou was the one, you know, throwing up elbows and really, you know, trying to do damage, but, yeah, who knows what would happen in that in that regard. It depends on the judges. Uh, second round, um, they, they exchange a couple of shots. Um, Lou throws a calf kick. At the same time, Ho Kang lands a head kick. Lou stumbles and um, Ho Kang takes him down. So, um... Okang, you know, he landed more shots than um, the last round, but still not throwing a lot. Lou is staying busy off his back, but it doesn't make an effort to get up until the end. But now he's, 
you know, tired and it doesn't seem like he knows really what to do on the ground. You know, he does like he make he's making an effort, but you know, it, he, you know, he's not framing. He's not really getting his legs on the hips. Like he, he doesn't seem to kind of know the best ways to get up from um from the bottom. So now, yeah, it could be, you know, one one. Like, yeah, who knows? But definitely. Like, both need to do something big in this third round to kind of put a stamp on things, you know? Um, so, Lou, he comes out throwing combinations, um, looking to take Ho Kang, um, you know, looking to take out Ho Kang, looking for the knockout. Uh, Ho Kang is going for the takedown, but they're all getting brushed off by Lou. You know, so, which is definitely an improvement, you know, from before. Lou goes for one of his own, but Ho Kang shrugs it off and um, throws a push kick at the head. Lou, you know, he's scrambling back to avoid the kick, falls on his butt, and Ho Kang takes advantage of the situation. Um... Lou does try, you know, he does try posting on um, Ho Kang's head to get up at first. And then he just starts throwing up elbows, you know, which, you know, he's landing. He, you know, he's doing a good job of, um, you know, causing damage. And he does cut um, Ho Kang. But Ho Kang, he keeps position, stays on top for the rest of the round. But, you know, he's still not really throwing a lot from the top. So, this was definitely a, a, a very close, um, a very close encounter. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know... Ended up being a split decision, but the wing went to uh, Ho Kang. Um, you know, Ho Kang is the home fighter, but, you know, it, it is one of those fights that was so close. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to be the judge. I definitely wouldn't have wanted to be the judge on that one. Um, so, next up, we go to middleweight. And we've got Marc-Andre uh, Marc Barriot against Yong, um, Jun Yong Park. Okay, so um, Barriot is, um, you know, he's moving forward. Uh, Park is looking to counter for the most part, but comes with the odd flurry. You know, Park gets a takedown, but can't hold it for long. Um, back on the feet, Barriott moves forward still, but doesn't really throw anything. You know, he's moving forward. He's trying to apply pressure. But yeah, he's not throwing uh, a lot of output, which yeah, is hard to figure out why. Um, and then he gets caught with several uppercuts. So... 
yeah, I, I think, you know, this was probably Park's round. Second round, Barrier, you know, he comes out again looking to do something. But, you know, he's, uh, he, he seems very hesitant about throwing. You know, he did get taken down in the first, but, it, you know, he wasn't held down. So, it's, it's hard to kind of work out why he's so hesitant. You know, especially with like the way he was talking before the fight. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So Park attacks with um, head kick, a head kick, knee, and then lands a takedown. Real nice combination. You know, just yeah, it, it was the perfect thing to do in in that moment. Barriot gets up, but Park has a body lock, which he uses. To control and eventually get another takedown. When they get back to the feet, Barrier, you know, he's pushing forward but still not throwing much. And when he does, it's just single shots. So I think it's quite probably fair to say that Barrier is down by two. So going into the third round, Barrier needs something big. You know, he, well, essentially, he needs to probably. End this fight, knockout, submission, you know, whatever he can do. Um, so, Bar- yeah, it was crazy. Barry literally runs to meet Park at the, in the center of the octagon. You know, he's trying to land something big. Park is um, staying composed uh, and gets a quick takedown. Uh, but, you know, he, he can't, like, yeah, you know, Barrier eventually gets up and he's chasing Park around. He's like, at first, he's not, he's just chasing. He's not closing off the octagon. You know what I mean? He, he, he's not, he's not really doing it the right way. Eventually, he does start to close things off. He, he, you know, he narrows all the angles down. Not really able to do anything decisive, you know. It, it, it's just, well, I think, one of the biggest takeaways is especially, you know, when you look at the last Barriott's last fight, like he, he talks a big game. And you know, when you, when you look at his record, he, you know, coming into the UFC, he was 11 and 2. So, yeah, obviously, he's a decent fighter, but. What you kind of notice is he, he can't adapt to game plan. He can't adapt to game plan. And he seems like there's something blocking him doing what he feels and knows what to do. I don't know what it is. Like maybe a sports psychiatrist could help. Or just, I don't know, maybe like some extra hours training. I don't know. I don't know, it's a crazy one, really, but, um, yeah, obviously, um, Park comes away with the win, um, yeah, so, next up, it's, um, yeah, we're at light heavyweight, so, we have Mike Rodriguez against Dae-Un Jung, Dae-Un Jung, yeah, I believe that's it. Um, who's from um, 
South Korea and Rodriguez is from America. So Rodriguez is keeping things at range well. You know, he's like um pumping out the jab, throwing some kicks. Yeah, you know, he's looking like he's doing everything right in there. Jong, um, not like <sighs> yeah, he's not throwing anything crazy. You know, he's just keeping it easy, taking a look. Then, yeah, Young throws a um, a low-powered uppercut. Like, really, you know, just like, you think nothing of it. So, low-powered uppercut, followed by a heavy right, just pistoned it out, that puts Rodrigo down. Um, Young follows it up with two more shots, and Rodriguez is out, and the crowd are going insane, it's like, whoa, you know what I mean, like, huge, like, a crazy big pop, you know what I mean, um, so, yeah, that was, that was good, so, then we've got Charles Jordan against Duho Choi, uh, who, you know, is also a home fighter, and um, Choi's been away on military service, so he's been away from the Octagon for two years. So he's back, looking to course correct, um, yeah, and live up to his name, the Korean Wonder Boy. So yeah, this is at um, this is at featherweight, you know what I mean? And Jordan, you know, he, he he's like. He wants to be the next big thing from Canada. But, yeah. Obviously, Choi, he don't care. He ain't trying to play that game. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, uh, Jordan. Woo! Jordan is mad eager. This is... I think this was his UFC debut. Man, I forget. I can't remember. But I think it was. But, yeah, he came out... Eager to please, you know what I mean? And um, this really, it really goes against him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't the best thing to do. Because Choi waits for an error and then punishes Jordan, taking him down and really, um, yeah, really breaking him down with the shots. He's just raining down on him, man. Uh, until near the end of the round, when Jordan lands a huge shot that puts Choi on the map um, with a few, you know, a few more shots. So it was just, you know, what was looking like a a shoo-in for Choi this round. Jordan really puts the uh, the cam on the pigeons. Yeah. That's an expression. Um, so, yeah, he does that for sure. So, second round, um, Jordan, you know, he's uh, definitely not lost confidence, which is good. And he's landing a lot better than before. Just, um, yeah, just really just holding himself Better, you know, he, he's just, it's, it's a 
180 from how he was in the first round. Choi, you know, he's not backing down. He's not backing down. He's, he's like, yeah, I've been away. This is my home. I'm, I want to, you know, stamp my name in this division. Um, so, yeah, he, he's keeping the pressure on. Uh, putting together some good combinations and not allowing Jordan to get comfortable. Just before the end of the round, Choi goes for an uppercut, dropping his hands at, you know what I mean, in that moment to throw. Jordan fires uh, a short left that stuns Choi. And then follows it up with a right that just turns his lights off. You know, it was just like, whoo, oh my days. And uh, so, yeah, that was, man, like, Jordan really put his name out there. But, yo, this, you mean, like, yes, he came out mad eager. You know, he, he definitely made mistakes in that first round. But he was looking good. He's He's fast. He's sharp, so this was a good win, and um, he's, he, uh, you know, something I don't really like when fighters ask for a bonus, it was funny though, because he was just like, oh, I need a bonus so I can move out my parents' basement, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, we will see, we will see, because, yeah, you know, like, um, ugh, young, you know, he, he turned out Rodriguez's lights. So that was a real good decision. You know, so that's up there. We've got Pantoja. You know, he's he's had a good one. Um, Lemos, she had a good one. So there's already contenders. There's already contenders. But maybe Jordan can, you know, land some extra cheddar. Uh, so now, co-main event. And we have Volkan Uzumir against Alexander Rakic. And Rakic coming off that brutal head kick on Jimmy Manoa. And, um, you know, Uzumir, uh, I can't remember if his last fight was Dominic Reyes or if it was um, Latir Latifi. But, you know, I think everyone, everyone knows what Ozamir can do. So this is the thing. This is, like, Rakic, I think this is his second fight in the UFC. I think so. So there's questions that need to be answered. And, um, yeah, this seems like the perfect fight for that. Um, so Rakic comes out throwing some heavy shots. You know, he then blitzes forward, catching Uzumir, who looks, you know, he looks a little stunned. And Rakic, you know, he goes for a guillotine. It looks tight, but Uzumir, you know, he's been in tough positions. So he's able to escape, you know. We are, yeah, we are seeing... um, so many near misses in this fight. They're both really just throwing big shots at each other. You know, but yeah, just whoo. You must hear the, the the brush of the wind you know across their brows a lot. Um Rakic, you know, he's 
man, he's lunging in a lot, and yeah, his hands are low, which you do worry about, definitely worry about, um, you know, he does manage to get a takedown on Ozamir, um, tries to take the back, but can't get the hooks in, and Uzumir is able to get up, so, I think, the, the, you know, definitely Rakic had a great first round, was close, the takedown at the end might have sealed it for him, so, um, second round, Uzumir is, you know, he's really going after it now, um, I think you can see that Uzumir is, you know, he's settled and, and he's focused now. You know, um, Rackage, like he, you know, he's not blocking the kicks and Uzumir is slamming his leg into him, you know, uh, and trying to, you know, trying to slow him down, which is sensible, because Rakage, he was showing a lot of movement in that first round, so Uzumir, you know, he noticed, and he's course correcting, Joe, which is, you know, that's the mark of experience right there, um, you know, um, Rakage is really walking the line, and I don't know, he's cutting it close a lot with his defense, there's a lot of just kind of, you know, tipping back to avoid something, which you're just like, all right, no, that, you know, it's good, but, yo, be careful with that, because we've seen when it doesn't go well, you know what I mean, Anderson Silver, anyone, um, yeah, Ozamir, you know, he's landing more shots this round, but still not as cleanly as Rakic is with, you know, I think Uzumir's probably landing more. Rakic lands like a nice clean shot, um, you know, some power shots. But I think that could be denting his confidence because it's not really doing anything to Uzumir, we're not really seeing him, you know, stumble back, his head cracking back, anything like that, you know what I mean, so yeah, you, you kind of wonder, is this having an effect on Rakic's confidence, like Rakic gets a few takedowns, but everything is flash, you know what I mean, he can't hold Uzumir down, he's up pretty much straight away, and he's not able to capitalise, you know, on these opportunities, so, yeah, things are close, and we can see Uzumir definitely um, shifting the tides of this fight, so, third round, Uzumir is attacking, trying to connect with something big, he's keeping the pressure on Rackage, and, um, Rakic keeps going for the takedown, but he's not able to land anything, and that possibly could be in part because of the leg kicks. Now, in the sec like in between the you know the rounds, we got a close look up on um Rakic's knee. Oh my gosh. It, it was just like 
where Uzumiya has been attacking it, we just see this huge, like this just huge bump on the knee. It looks like another knee. It's just crazy how quickly it came up as well. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Um, Yeah, so Rakic, he's landing on his feet, but his output has gone down significantly. And you can see how tired he is, you know? Like, I don't think anyone really put a huge stamp on the round. But Uzumir... Like, he did the most. Uzumir did the most. He showed the pressure. He was moving forward. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really a surprise that Uzumir took it. It was a split decision. But, yeah, I I would definitely say that um, that was Uzumir's fight. So, now we've got the main event. It's Frankie Edgar against Chang Song Jong. The Korean zombie to everyone else. Um, so this is at featherweight. Now we know that Frankie was making the drop to bantamweight to fight Corey Sanhagen in January. I think on the Connor Cerrone card. Um, so the the I think the question coming into this was how because Frankie was must be into that weight cut, you know. So how is the size? Going to affect him. And obviously, look, Frankie has always been the smaller fighter, but I think there are size differences and there's size differences. So you don't really want bantamweight Frankie fighting featherweight Korean zombie who is big for that division anyway. So, you know what I mean? Come fight time, he's not 145 pounds. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, how is this going to go? And things start how you'd expect. Edgar, you know, he's showing a lot of movement. Showing a lot of movement. Because, like, darting in and out. So we can see speed. He's still got some speed, you know? But Zombie is, yo, he's keeping focused, you know what I mean? Keeping focus. Um... Edgar, Edgar shoots in, but Zombie just stuffs the attempt, and it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a typical Edgar attempt either, it was kind of, he shot, it was a naked shot, and it was kind of from a bit further out than normal, um, Edgar, you know, he's la- he f- he's throwing some leg kicks, but Zombie, he, he catches um, the kick and then stuns Edgar with a straight left. Like, but Zombie, yeah, he's focused. He's not rushing, which is a big difference because Zombie's changed up his um, training. And I think we can see the more focused approach. So he's not rushing in on Frankie. He follows it up with an uppercut, a left, right, left, and Edgar is rocked. He's rocked. He stumbles back and falls against the fence. Zombie jumps on top and he's landing shot. Edgar's scrambling. You know, he's scrambling. Um, and Zombie gets Edgar's back. He flattens him out and he's just 
throwing shot. So at one point, he looks like Zombie's going to go for the rear naked. But, you know, he he decides not to. And he's just firing just shot after shot on Frankie. You know, he, he he's trying. He's trying to improve his position. He's trying to get up. But he's just getting rocked. You know, he's just getting rocked. And yet he, he manages to get up, but Zombie lands a few more shots and it's done. You know, Ref has to call it. And that's a huge friggin' win for the Zombie Man. Huge win. Um, and, you know, because of the amount of shots that Frankie took, he's definitely not going to be able to fight um, San Hagen in January. There's that he was saying that's what he will do, but yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. And it's a great win for Zombie, who called out Volkanovski. And you have to say, you have to say, look, yeah, I, 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 I can't really go against it. Obviously, Holloway would get the next fight if Holloway wants that instant rematch. But yeah, Zombie. I, I wouldn't be bad, mad at him getting the next shot. So the um the uh, uh what is it? The bonuses. Yes, the bonuses. So um Alexandra Pantasia gets a performance of the night. Um yeah, Zombie obviously gets a performance of the night, and the fight of the night went to Do Hoi Chu Cho against Charles Jordan. They both pocket 50,000. So maybe Jordan can move out of his parents' basement. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, this doesn't. This was a decent card. You know what I mean? It was a decent card. As I said, it's hard to um, live up to uh, 245 because that was just so friggin' epic. But um, yeah. This this was fun, so, yo, we, we we're going dark for a few weeks and gonna be back on uh, the eighteenth of January, UFC two forty six, and it's Conor McGregor against Donald Cowboy Cerrone, man, live from Vegas, and this is looking really good. Really cooking good. So, um, Holly Holm is fighting Raquel Pennington in the co-main event. Claudia G- um, Gadelia is fighting Alexa Grasso. Great fight. Pettis, Anthony Pettis is fighting Diego Ferreira. Macy Barber, Roxanne Modafari. Andre Feely, Sadiq Youssef. Oh, my days. Yo, there are Fights on this card, baby. So we will be back for that for sure. Um, yeah, there might be um episodes in between, you know, just dropping some news and thoughts and all of that. But uh yeah. Have a uh, great Christmas, people. Enjoy your festive breaks. Alright, peace. So we had the UFC in the morning and in the evening. It was the rematch. It was Glory's Collision 2. Rico Verhoeven against Badahari. 
man, and it's for the belt. So Rico, you know, he's the glory heavyweight champion. I think he's been he's unbeaten in like seven years, something crazy like that. Seven or five years. It's been a while since he's lost. And so uh yeah, like they the first fight was I wanna say two years ago. Um and Bada uh I think he broke his arm supposedly um in the first round. Like real early in the first round, nothing really had happened. A few shots were thrown, you know, that kind of stuff, but yeah. Nothing crazy, um, and, yeah, Bada, he'd hurt his arm, I think Rico wasn't, I don't think Rico believes he hurt his arm, but, yeah, that's what happened, so we finally were getting the rematch, so this was gonna be a five, a five-round fight, three minutes per round, and, um, man, this was Interesting Because Yo, Rico is usually Kind of a slow start Right Um, Not in this one Oh man Definitely not in this one Like Rico came out Fast Came out fast Looking to um, Yeah, looking to Put some damage On Bada Yo, yeah, it it was just, it was interesting, it was interesting because, I think, yeah, he's just going for it, but because of that, you can see that he's leaving himself open a little bit, um, and I feel because of that, he got, he gets caught. So he gets caught in the um in the first round. And it uh, like it it's an it interesting one because you know, like Rico is up straight away. He's up straight away. Uh, it kind of like is it was hard because the thing with Glory is sometimes someone goes down, but they don't rule it as a knockdown. So you're looking at it and you're just like, ah, oh, was it really? I don't know. But yeah, Rico was up straight away. Um and he didn't look like he didn't look compromised from it. Didn't look compromised from it. Uh although although. So yeah, like the, the commentary team. Commentary team, man This is the thing It's a little bit crazy, right? A little bit crazy So we have Todd Grisham And Joseph Valentini Um, And, you know, I mean Old Bazooka Joe He's, like, measured He's he's good But uh, Todd Grisham I man, it's it's just you can see why he didn't do many UFCs. You can see why. It's like the funniest was when 
<laughs> Brian Stan would just put him in his place on air. Was that was just hilarious. But um yeah, like the problem is I think there was times when like Grisham would talk something up or like make when it wasn't really a thing. So, like, he was just like, oh, Rico is rocked. Rico is visibly rocked. And he's just like, you're watching him thinking, he's not, though. Like, what are you, what are you talking about, man? Hmm. But, yeah. So, there was that second round. Um, Yeah, second round. Rico is, yeah, because I think one, in glory, when you go down... You kind of lose that round. Now, if you come back hard, you can bring it back to a, like a nine-nine, but you can't win the round. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that first round would have been. Uh, but the second round, second round was a lot. You know, that was a good round. It was back and forth. They both landing well. Yo, Rico's pissing out that jab. But yeah, he's he, you know, as I said, look, he started quickly. So he's fighting a bit more recklessly than normal. Um which is, yeah, completely different for Rico. But yeah, in that second, like Badder lands some big shots, so it's like, oh, what's happening here? Yo, leg good there's good leg kicks going back and forth. Um, but yeah. Like, who, I don't know. I, I don't know who won that round, really. Um, uh, but, yes, but, no, but, actually, yes, I forgot. Rico went down again. So, batter threw a head kick, and it, it glanced. It looked like it kind of cl- grazed the top of Rico's head. But, yeah, Rico went down again. So, it's just like, after the kick, his legs went a bit like, and he went down. But, again, he's up pretty quickly. So, he doesn't look out from the kick. He just looks, just, you know, that that, that expression. It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't believe I did that. You just see that. On Rico's face. That he was just. Irritated. That he's gone down again. He's just pissed. Um, But yeah again. Like. It's hard to see. What that round would be called. Because yeah Rico's not getting blown away. He's doing well. Up until. That moment. So but. Yeah. Is it a 9-9? There is open scoring, but I forget what, you know, what it was. But yet, the third round, third round, they're exchanging. Um, like, Badder, his heart, it was a weird, it was a weird sequence. Because Badder, I believe he comes in and he's going for a big um, overhand Rico kicks the leg as Badder, you know, opens up to throw. 
and batter goes down, batter goes down, and you can see something ain't right, something really isn't right, because he's just, like, you know, he's, he's just looking like he's in pain, and his leg, and everything like that, and so, like, you know, the the medical team come in, and they touch, and he's just, like, screaming, he's just, oh, man, it was crazy, so, yeah, fight's done, fight's done, so weird, like, another one of these fights between these guys ends with, you know, medical stoppage, so, ends like that, and because it's ended like that, Rico gets the win via um, a, a, a TKO. Yeah. So yeah, Rico gets a technical, a technical knockout win, which is weird, right? It is a weird one, but the pro- the thing with it is, it's the third round. So, you know, we still got. That rest of that round, then we got the fourth and the fifth. So that is enough time for Rico to knock Badder out, to knock Badder down a couple of times, you know, just to tie everything up to, you know, there's so much time for a lot more to play out. And I think it's, it's one of those things that I think Badder notoriously fades towards the end of fights when technically when Rico usually comes on strong uh this time yeah as I said look he came out hard um but yeah Rico didn't look like he was fading or anything like that so yeah you you can't go all right well batter one but yeah, going Rico ones a bit weird. Like, you know, you I would have thought they'd just call it, you know, uh, maybe a, a no contest or something like that. But no, so Rico gets to win. Um, he was very gracious on the mic afterwards, though. And he did spend a lot of time by Badder. Um, yeah, lo- looking, looking after him and whatnot. Uh, and Rico did say that, yo, know, as soon as Badder's healthy, he's happy to do it again. So, I yeah, do we get a collision free? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And it'll be interesting to see who Rico fights next in glory. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, other people might think, oh, because this was the first time Rico had gone down as well, Um, which I wasn't quite sure about, because I I could have sworn he'd gone down, you know, like years back, but supposedly they were saying on the broadcast, it's the first time he's ever gone down in a fight, so, yeah, maybe... Some of the other heavyweights are thinking, seeing this and going, oh, yeah, we we see flaws in Rico, okay, and um, might give them confidence. So, yeah, I think 
whoever Rico fights next, that's going to be an interesting fight. But yeah, hopefully Bada isn't out too long. Hopefully he's not out too long and uh, yeah, can be um, fighting. You know, it'd be good to see this again next year sometime, but who knows, man, who knows. But yeah, that was... Um, that was it. Everything feels a bit anticlimactic after, you know, last weekend. You know what I mean? UFC 245. And, and just, you know, we had Quintet. And just like all of that crazy. So this all seems like it was all decent. But yeah, it just seems a bit anticlimactic. But uh, yeah, there you go, people. There you go. Rico Bader too. Another injury ends this one. Okay, people, so, so, yeah, we're at the end of our final chin check of the year. So, um, people, we will be back. New Year's Day, um, probably just talking about, you know, the year gone, fights ahead, all of that, because we don't have fights until the 18th, but, uh, we'll be back next week, alright, people, peace. <laughs>